to the Sunation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Van Buzikum, and today on the program, we're talking to Dr. J.D. Feekner from BI, Boeinger Ingelheim. I'm so glad you could be here today. Thanks for taking some time. Well, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. So today we're going to be talking about uh, porcine circovirus. It's a common swine virus found in, throughout the world, and uh, PCV2 was identified in 1998 from sporadic outbreaks in Canada before expanding through North America in the early 2000s. Is that correct? That's correct. We view PCV2 as an endemic swine pathogen, which for our listeners means that all pigs were most likely to encounter and be infected within their lifetime. So now we're currently dealing with porcine circovirus associated disease or PCV-AD. Dr. JD, can you tell us about the discovery and evolution of PCV to PCV-AD? Certainly. Um, back in about 1974, PCV or porcine circovirus was discovered in porcine cell cultures. And in the science with that is they found that they could use that to infect other pigs or cell cultures, but it caused no disease in that time frame. And as you alluded to earlier, in the mid-90s, about 1996 is when they started seeing some disease outbreaks intermittently in Western Canada. And uh, they ended up identifying that as porcine circovirus type 2. And it was a 2A, which is the first genotype that was discovered there. It's a DNA virus that does not mutate as readily as RNA viruses, like we're familiar with PERS. But as far as DNA viruses go, porcine circovirus mutates about the quickest of any of them. And so from about 2003, or about 1996 through 2004, porcine circovirus 2A was the predominant genotype. And then it shifted from about 2004 to about 2013 into the PCV2B genotype. And first discovered in 2012, but has been the predominant strain since 2014, is the PCV2D genotype that we're currently dealing with. Currently, I think they've identified at least eight genotypes of PCV2, but A, B, and D have been the only three so far that have been associated with the disease. What are some of the losses that PCV has caused in the swine industry? Uh, I know that it's one of the few things that I recommend all people who have pigs vaccinated for. Yes, it's it's grown into that type of a, of a disease component. Um, if you remember back, the people who have been around for the last uh, 15 to 20 years, in 2004, when this first epizootic break started with the 2B genotype, there was no vaccines available initially. And you would see anything from 5% to 40% mortalities to even higher affected pig numbers in severe co-infection routes. So it made a big splash in that time frame until the first vaccines became available in about 2006. Since 2006, I would say the vast majority, if not all, of swine production systems are utilizing vaccine. Is that the only control measure that the industry is using or has used? That's the only consistent measure that they can put in place to mitigate. I mean, the other things that you utilize to try and help is good production practices, good animal husbandry. You do the husbandry to try and affect any secondaries that take advantage of an immune-compromised animal that are infected with PCV2. 
You also do all in, all out to stop lateral introductions from different ages of pigs. Sanitation to try and clean up a contaminated environment to try and stop the transmission all help, but by far the most impactful mechanism you can use is to vaccinate preventively. So I know that most places I've been to and worked with were vaccinating pigs in the early stages. So farrowing house or nursery. What do you think about vaccinating sows? You know, if you look at the label on the vaccines that are out there, um, they'll say pigs of three weeks of age or older. Um, And uh, some labels will have a precaution on there that it has not been proven safe in pregnant animals, and some of the vaccines have. So pay careful attention to which product you're using. Talk to your herd veterinarian and supplier to make sure you're placing it properly and in a safe, safe way. Overall, it's a very safe vaccine to utilize, but at least take those precautions. Good, solid advice. The most common uh, time frame for disease expression of these pigs is most normally between 5 and 12 weeks of age, but you can say, see some delayed onset with this in older pigs too. But that's why the vaccines most commonly are given to that farrowing house or wean age pig to get it at least two weeks ahead of when they're going to be exposed to the viremia uh, picking up this disease. And so that window is real key. But then to your point of if a situation demands that you want to decrease some horizontal transmission from the sows, there's some whole herd sow vaccination programs that are being utilized to help in that arena. We just mentioned five to 12 weeks is uh, is about the target age of when you're going to be seeing uh, symptoms. What symptoms would you be noticing? Because I mean, even in vaccinated herds, sometimes the vaccine isn't applied correctly, or maybe there's a breakdown in vaccine storage that hampers effectiveness. What are some things that people could notice that maybe they should bring up to their veterinarian? Okay. Uh, the, the keys with PCV vaccination is each pig responds to the infection and responds to the vaccine kind of on an individual basis. There's a wide variation from really good to maybe moderate in how they respond to the infection at the very least. And so there's there's five distinct syndromes of the disease. There's a, a circovirus systemic disease, which we usually see in wasting, unthrifty pigs, just ain't doing right, doesn't respond well to treatment. Um, Then you have a respiratory syndrome with it, which speaks for itself, and that's usually correlated with other co-infections, such as PERS, influenza A virus, um, mycoplasma pneumonia. Um, Those things really complicate the respiratory. Then you have an enteric component. You can have the PDNS, which is the porcine dermatitis and nephropathy syndrome with it. And then you also have in the sow or the adult animal, the reproductive component, which can show up as stillborns, mummies, um, and some reduced performance in that avenue. But those are the five key components to look at. I think people are most familiar with either the systemic, used to be a wasting type component or fallback pigs, and or the respiratory. If you do have some pigs that are either falling through their cracks in your vaccine program, or maybe you're one of the few people that hasn't started vaccine for circovirus yet, what are some of the research and trials indicating are the best ways to treat circovirus? It is a virus, so we don't have a direct treatment to go and countermand the circovirus once it's infected an animal. So prevention is the key, but if you have other issues there, you go after the secondary components, like I alluded to in the respiratory, PERS, mycoplasma, influenza A. 
you know, you can vaccinate or you can do your, your health strategy with your sow herd to minimize the effects of those co-infections, which will make a, a circovirus infection worse. And so you try and separate those out. Good health management, good husbandry, um, keeping everything else to the top notch care and control can help mitigate some of the other issues which will make a situation worse. Obviously, vaccine is first and foremost the most effective um, mitigation strategy to think about. So that's really what our producers need to be watching for is not only, you know, having an active and and uh, adequate vaccine program for circovirus, but also taking into account co-infections that could be attacking their pigs when they're down and out from some circovirus. Yes, that's key because one of the things that triggers circovirus infection to be worse is immune stimulation. And so if you have secondary infections that are going on to trigger an immune response, the way that circovirus gets into and, and affects the pig is that immune stimulation can make the circovirus infection worse. And so that's where working in concert all things together to help minimize the impacts. So is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know or or any other points you want to make about porcine circovirus? The key thing that I get a lot of questions about recently are the different vaccines and all the different genotypes. Um, the majority of the vaccines that came out early in 2006 and shortly thereafter were based on PCV2A genotype. And then we've gone to the B, we've gone to the D. Research has shown that those vaccines are effective in reducing the impact of circovirus. There is what's called a heterologous immune response on those vaccines that work very nicely. But in a severe co-infection model where you have a significant challenge of other other uh, diseases, you'll get some leak through or breakthrough, um, especially on small percentage or individual pig basis. We talked about the variable individual response to infection or to immunity. There's a new vaccine that's just come out early in 2022 that is based on 2D. So it's a homologous um, immunity that is uh, in response to utilizing that vaccination. That one has a little bit less variation in the response since it's homologous and will reduce the variation of the pig's response to vaccine. So if you have some leakage or some breakthroughs, that may be an option to look at to help reduce the lymphoid pathology that comes from the disease or reduce viremia. But in large majority of the places, any of the vaccines will do a good job, but if you have a severe co-infection, there is a targeted 2D that may do just a little bit better. So basically, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this for some of our listeners that don't have maybe a, a pig background that are listening to this for a little more background information or some curiosity is that if you are giving any circovirus vaccine, there's some cross-protectivity. So you can give a PCV2A and it'll still protect against a 2B or a 2D. However, if you're getting some leakage, work with your veterinarian to figure out what exact virus you have causing this leakage and maybe going to that newer vaccine that is PCV2D is for you. Or sourcing a vaccine that's homologous to the disease that you have on your farm, your specific disease pressure would help get rid of that leakage or that breakthrough of that wild type infection. Yes, it may just be a little step in improvement 
Um, but otherwise, be confident that any of you using, are utilizing do offer cross protection, but there's a little bit step up that's available today. Sounds great. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, the only thing I would caution uh, people on is expectations. This is an endemic disease. It's a killed um, vaccine that is utilized. It is not sterilizing immunity. So you can still find some lesions and some things in in normally vaccinated and protected pigs. It is not sterilized. That means you're never going to find it, but you want to instigate it to keep the level below clinical disease. So you have to lower your expectations, say, hey, we're never ever going to see it on diagnostics. You may find it there. The key is to control it at a low level. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Jerome, for for coming and helping us today and teaching our listeners something about circle virus. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And if you didn't find this episode entertaining, hopefully you at least found it informative.